0: Jeremiah Trotter Jr. is one of the best linebackers in the country, and he's on the Clemson Tigers. What does the 2022 tape tell me? I'm going to tell you next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Clemson family? Welcome back to the Locked On Clemson podcast, your daily podcast covering your Clemson Tigers, part of the Locked On podcast network, your team every day. I'm your boy Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network, as well as part of the co-host team of the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. And Guys, as always, I thank y'all for making Locked On Clemson your first listen today. And every day, whenever I drop these episodes, you know, it's not beloved love and support coming from you guys. And I appreciate everything that you uh, that you do and me to me into this podcast, guys. So thank you all for being my family and the everydayers. But guys, listen, we have a nice show set up for you guys today. We're going to get into, uh, you know, more recruiting four star twenty twenty four offensive tackle that has committed uh, to your Clemson Tigers. Man, we're going to get into that offensive lineman talking about Dabo Sweeney. Where does he rank amongst the top head coaches when he's facing top 25 teams? What is his record? It may shock some. We're going to get into that. And of course, checking the tape. We got to check the tape on star linebacker. Star linebacker, Jeremiah Trotter, Jr. guys. So let's get into checking the tape. Man, You, you, if you remember, you know, just uh, recently I, did, I broke down the tape of of course, quarterback K. Clubbing, but I also broke down the tape of uh, for, uh, uh, the other linebacker. You know, his the fellow linebacker Barrett Carter, and I was I'm, I'm enamored with Barrett. Barrett's part maybe my favorite player um, on the defense right now. I, I love his game. I love everything about his game. But Jeremiah Charter Jr., let me tell you something, guys. Like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You understand what I'm saying? Like the apple does not fall far from the tree because this is a very very talented. Uh, linebacker and what was really impressive to me is the fact that he is so instinctive and it's like again you remember his dad instinctive uh physical knows for the football athletic all those things that that's that's jeremiah trotter jr that's like father like son and with, with you know with jt man he you just you see a guy that understands what is going on? Right. He plays more of, The difference between him and Barry, Barry's more of a weak side, outside linebacker, where, um, where Jeremiah is more of the traditional middle linebacker, Mike Backer. So typically, like in NFL defense, he's drafted. He's going to be drafted a lot of times to be the play caller. and That's what he does for Clemson as well, like the green dot guy, you know, the, the linebacker, uh, the second-level defender linebacker that has the green dot. He's making the checks and calls, when, especially we've seen it, right, with the Ray Lewis, the Luke Keekley the Brian Erlach, guys like that where Tom Brady and Peyton Manning are making their last-second adjustments at the line of scrimmage. Those guys are listening then they're making they're making adjustments and calls um you know based off of what they're you know, what they're perceiving to be made by the quarterback and not only that but if the defense coordinator sends in the audible they communicate it to the front seven you see a lot of times they're tapping uh defensive linemen, telling them slide over into this shade get into this gap things of that nature but you know so, you know six and a half sacks last year uh is nothing to to, to sneeze at whatsoever and, and like like his, his stats speak for themselves you know, a guy that knew, like, his, and I I think I compared, you know, at the beginning, him and uh, Barrett Carter to the Kobe Dean and Quay Walker, in a sense, uh, when they were at Georgia, because they were just so, like, they they worked so well together, where, you know, the Kobe Dean was the more instinctive, the more headsy, the, just the, you could say kind of coach on the field. Right. And quick Walker was the more athletic of the two. And it's the same situation here while, you know, while uh, Jeremiah Charter is, is athletic, I think I, I believe that bear Carter's a better athlete, you know, more explosive, more dynamic, but bear, you know, but, uh, but Jeremiah Charter is, is, is a good athlete as well. And if you, if you're into the PFF thing, I can tell you now guys, you know, His coverage grade is almost a 90, 89.7. Pass rush grade is 83.2. 66, which is in the green for tackling. 74.3 in run defense and just almost basically an 87 overall grade on defense altogether. Six and a half sacks, six QB hits, 11 hurries and pressures. But, you know, the – what I really loved was the pass was the pass coverage, man. Like you you watched me picked off Spencer uh Spencer Rattler, I'm sorry, uh in versus uh South Carolina, where he's just reading the eyes, man. Just just reading the eyes of the quarterback, allowing the quarterback's eyes uh, to take him to the ball, right? Anytime you see a quarterback staring down a read, is a little, you could be manipulated by quarterbacks like Tom Brady and those guys I talked about, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. They were so good at holding defenders and then coming off of that and and making the right making the right throw in a different area and just moving you to vacate. They want to displace you and then replace you with the football and their receiver. But that's typically uh, move and then throw. Not was not was Spencer Rattler. He was staring down his read, and Jeremiah Charles was like, "Oh, okay, that's what you're gonna do. Cool." And he broke on the ball, and not only did he intercept it and make the play, but he also took it back for six. Um, I believe it was against Georgia Tech. Uh, you know, uh, he was dropping dropping off in the coverage, and you just see the hip fluidity, a guy that was able to turn and 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 rotate. You know, in terms of coverage, and, and being able to turn and rotate in coverage, and actually make the play on the ball as well a diving interception and it's those type of things that you that you want to see and that you that you absolutely appreciate from his game and then you know just being able to spy a athletic quarterback like Jeff Sims from Georgia Tech right spy him see him make a break you know a, a, as a runner and then get get upfield and make the tackle on the on a third and long and stop him from getting to the to the first down marker, which is difficult because this is a four-four-four five uh athlete at the quarterback position in Jeff Sims, um, who was not in Nebraska. So just watching him, man, and flowing like the I'm telling y'all, the the sheer um the sheer IQ from this young man, you could tell he was coached by a former linebacker. The, sheer, the IQ is off the charts because not only, he has a great eye discipline. you're talking about locating the football and flowing to said football. I love to see that, right? When he's playing that middle linebacker role, or if he's, you know, they, they kind of bump him down a gap based off of pre-snap motion. And they try to run zone reads and, you know, different things like that. And he's able to, you know, stay square, scrape, scrape, And then boom. Get downhill, trigger downhill, and make the play, make the tackle, man. Him and like I said, then when you think, like I said, six and a half sacks as an off-ball linebacker, that's nothing to sneeze at, guys. And how is he getting those sacks? Very simple. They blitz him. You got cross-dog blitz. You got, you know, the the twists and stunts and everything. Um and, and just mugging and, and, and him and you know, whether it's him and Bear Carter, um, you know, just mugging the A-gap and getting into him and Trenton Simpson last year as well, getting up into the A-gap, right, you know, on, on each side of the, the shoulder of the center and, and attacking the A-gap, which is the the quickest, the quickest path to the quarterback, is right up the middle and, and attacking the middle of the offensive line in the interior and getting into the face of the quarterback. And he closes, well, really good tackler, man, uh good in the run game as well. So he, he's such a talented, talented player. I think uh my guy over at ESPN, Jordan Reedus, that's my bro, uh he dropped a mock draft um, this week uh and he had jeremiah Charles. i think he's the only linebacker uh barrett carter wasn't in which i'm like i'm not totally surprised you know because does jeremiah charter plays the mm-hmm. mic backer while you know barrett plays more of the um outside more of the weak side linebacker but at the same time you know i think barrett could i think barrett's definitely a first round caliber player but he he had you know jeremiah charter in as a first round pick. And I'm not shocked at that at all, man. He, he, to me, he's a game changer for a defense. One of those guys that gonna be a coach in the field, the quarterback of the defense, like I said, make all the checks and calls, be able to study tape and lead by example. I, I love what he brings to the table. This is a young man that has a lot, a lot of, a lot of great gifts in his bag. Right. Like it's Christmas time. He's got gifts to give out. <laughs> he's he's a great gift giver. He has a lot of gifts. And, and he plays the plays the game like a pro. And I think that's probably the best thing I wrote down. He plays the position. He plays defense like an NFL NFL defensive player. He plays defense like an NFL middle linebacker. I absolutely love that, guys. But, listen, that's just part of this show because you're talking about loving some things. You guys are going to love what I'm about to bring up next, that Dabble Sweeney, the head ball coach, the old ball coach, and what Dabble's able to do versus top 25 teams. Talking about his record, we're going to get into that coming up next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. Take your first swing at betting on Major League Baseball with FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That is correct. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200. Let me repeat that. $200 back in bonus bets. And it doesn't matter if you win or lose. I love that fact. That's $200 that you can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over under to who you believe is going to hit the first home run. Guys, this is all on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid Instantly. And that's the greatest part of it all. There's no better place to bet on all the Major League Baseball action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get to get up to two hundred dollars in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on because FanDuel is the official partner of Major League Baseball. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The good old head ball coach, Dabo Sweeney. Where does Dabbo Sweeney rank among five, Power 5 coaches versus top 25 teams? Well, 24-7 sports went ahead and they did their part in terms. Shout out to the guys over there. They do great work. The guys and gals over there. They do amazing work. Um, you know, and and... He broke that they 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 broke down. Um, you know it was uh Brad Crawford's the the author of the of the piece, and he broke down and he talked about the the top you know power five coaches that have good you know well not just even good like they some guys have bad you know bad, bad, they have bad records versus teams that rankings at the top twenty five when they face them and um. What was so amazing, just kind of walk, going through this list, there were some names, them, guys that I did not expect to see that type of uh, low percentage. Well, guess who came in at number five nationally and best in the ACC? You guessed it, your Clemson Tiger head coach, Da Bo Sweeney. Man, overall record as a head coach against top 25 teams. He is 37 of twenty. 37 of 20, uh, 23, um, you know, 61.6%. And like I said, he ranks number five in the nation and best in the ACC. The little blurb says, Naysayers used to harp on Clemson's favorable ACC schedule during the t- during the Tigers' reign as, as, as an annual national championship threat to Dabble Sweeney's teams start regularly beating elites in the postseason. The Tigers are 5-3 over their last eight games against top 25 teams since last reaching the playoffs in 2020. This, that season ended in a blowout loss to Ohio State in the semifinals that seemed to seem uh, eliminate some of the mystique that existed during the two title runs and a long period of success. But again, to, to hit over 61%, that's 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 big, man. That is big stuff to go over sixty one percent, especially with the amount he's been he's been in Clemson for fifteen years. You know, what I mean, to, to have the amount of games, right? I believe it's about sixty games that he's that he has against top twenty five teams. Um, you know, looking at these numbers here, yeah, sixty total games, right? It's not like, you know, uh, you have Lincoln Riley who's who's ahead of him in everything, but Lincoln Riley only has twenty four. You know, as overall, like for what they have here, he only has 24 matchups on his record versus top 25 teams. Yes, he's 16 and eight and he has a 66.7 percent, um you know, winning percentage. But again, the sample size is smaller. 24 compared to 60. So no, no, there's a, a, a big discrepancy there. So it's not just winning, but winning over time, the longevity uh, that Dabo Sweeney has brought to the table, guys. So, you know, I I think that is big, man. Him ranking fifth nationally with six. You know, and I'm going to look at the rest of this, you know, who's on there. Like I said, Lincoln Rally, 24 games. Nick Saban, of course, 99 and 46. Dear God, 68.3. He's ranked number three in the nation, second best in the SEC, which is crazy to think about. But that's because Kirby Smart, you know, since he took over at Georgia, he's 28 and 11. So basically 39, uh, 39, you know, games, 71.8. He's only number two in the nation, and but he's the best in the, in the SEC. And then Ryan Day, 16 and 6, 72.8%. Uh, winning percentage against top twenty five teams and he's never he ranked number the number one uh you know coaching percentage in the nation but he sixteen and six so he's only got twenty two uh, uh twenty two games on his resume, right? So, you know, the small sample size, you know, and I know he gets he's a lot of flack for losing to to Michigan, uh, what, two, three years in a row now. Um, so yeah, he's gotta he's gotta get on the on the horse and, and win against them in twenty twenty three. But you know, Dabble, I think you know, just what he, I, I look at his record. I look at his percentage, right? And to me, it's more, much more impressive. Him and Nick Saban's and him and Nick Saban's are more impressive than Lincoln, than getting Kirby smart. And, and, and then, then Ryan day Now Kirby smart. I do give credit to, because he has two national titles in that reign. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, Lincoln doesn't have any and Ryan day, you know, who they he, he took, he took Georgia to the, to the wire. That's for sure. Uh, you know, and they, maybe they probably would have won the national title against TCU, but you know, for Ohio state, if they, you know, if they had knocked off Georgia back in January. But the point is for me, like just looking at the sample size, looking at what Dabo and and like I said, giving, giving credit to, 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 to old Nick Saban, looking what those guys had done, um, have done over time. Right. Like you got to give it, you got to give that credit. You got to give that love because that's not something that is easily replicated. Right, so um, the good old ball coach, man, and I think you know he's gonna have some opportunities again this year, uh, especially with Florida State. Was that week four, week five? That's a matchup that I'm, you know, expecting to be a top twenty-five team, and they're coming into Death Valley, man. And, and, and you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Duke is ranked either. I would not be surprised if Duke is a is a team that is ranked, um, you know, heading into to week one, you know, in the top twenty-five. Because they're, they're they're a talented team and everything, so we'll see. But you know, I, I wanted to get you. Know, when I saw this, I was like, man, this is this is great stuff. Because you don't over, you think about the overall winning record, but you never really think about okay, what about the top twenty five teams, like the top the best of the best, right? Yeah, you can go to the playoffs and, and look at that success, but just top twenty five teams that are are ranked when you beat them, right? And I think that's the biggest thing. And, and it's like, all right. I beat you at your. I beat you when people thought you were good. Like if you became uh, a, a, you know, you you became a top thirty team, so you fell out of the top twenty five by the end of the season. That's not really my problem. I I I played a part in that though. Like I played a part in you falling out of the top twenty five because I beat you and Dabo Sweeney winning over sixty percent of his matchups versus top twenty five teams is very, and I mean very impressive, guys. But you want to talk about impressive, we're going to get on get into On the Prowl. Coming up next, a four-star offensive lineman, offensive tackle, interior offensive lineman, Ronan O'Connell has committed to your Clemson Tigers on 4th of July. We're going to get into the impact of him coming up next On the Prowl on the Locked On Clemson podcast. On the Prowl, ladies and gentlemen, Listen, continuing to add to the holster, continuing to get better, Um, you know, in in the recruiting range, four-star offensive lineman Ronan O'Connell on 4th of July said, I am a Clemson Tiger, announcing his verbal pledge to the Tigers on uh, Tuesday afternoon. Uh, He narrowed his focus to just three programs heading into the summer. It was uh, Clemson. Of course, Wisconsin and Tennessee. Well, it seemed like Tennessee's been a thorn in our side recruiting. We've been battling for a couple prospects for them. I think we just lost Brandon Staley, one of the top, uh, I think he's a four star wide receiver. I talked about, you know, when I first took over this pod, started this pod and took it over. I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, they got a a hard commit from him. And he he was one of the guys that that Clemson was really going after as well. But back to O'Connell. he said, you know, after taking the June June uh, officials to all three schools, Clemson was the program that stood out the most. Uh, and quote, Clemson was ultimately the best fit for me as a player and as a person, colonel told Rivals.com of his, position, of his decision. They will help with my development the most. The thing that sticks out about Clemson is their winning tradition and their consistency with putting players into the NFL. Throughout his recruiting process, a six foot five, two hundred and seventy-five-pound prospect collected over thirty-five offers and has kept a rather low profile as well. His initial visit to Clemson was early in April, where he picked up an offer from the Tigers throughout the duration. O'Connell has developed a strong relationship with offensive line coach Thomas Austin, which helped pave the way for a return, visit the first weekend of June, and ultimately uh, Tuesday's commitment. Um, and, and most people he played, I believe he played offensive tackle in high school because um, he's from Franklin, Tennessee. But um, every every source that I've looked at, um, they all believe that uh, he is projects best as an interior offensive lineman. And he is the first offensive line commit for the Tigers 2024 class, which is big stuff because William Satterwhite, who I've talked about, uh, who is also another, uh, you know, four-star recruit, and Fletcher Westfall, another four-star recruit, are two other offensive linemen that Clemson have offered, and that they're expecting soon to make their decisions. So this offensive lineman, you know, shout out to Coach Thomas Austin. Looks like he's doing his thing over there. And if he can land those two other guys, William Satterwhite and Fletcher Westfall, you talking about a talented offensive line recruiting class? Come on, baby, that's what I'm talking about. So yeah, no, I mean when when you look at just overall, you know what? Like I said, and it was more teams: Cincinnati, Ole Miss, I said Wisconsin. But ultimately, uh, you know, O'Connell, you know, taking the the road to Clemson, and and that's what you want to see. You know, at the end of the day, you you want to see just continue to to improve the the trenches because games are won and lost there, right? Uh, This is a guy that like his, uh, you know, back in June. Um, you know from his athletic testing the his verified measurements per 24 7 sports actually they have him actually listed as six foot three and six, six foot three six foot three and the eighth uh 272 pounds uh wingspan of seven 75 point4 uh, with a broad jump of eight eight so this is a young man that that still has room to grow um he's kind of filled out already even though he's not 300 pounds yet but I mean, you just watch him, he he moves well, he's really physical in the run game, which speaks well to the projection to you know moving toward moving to the interior offensive line, just being able to set the tone, put guys in the dirt, be physical, be aggressive, and, and do his thing. And I think that he's going to, you know, climbing up to the second level, getting his hands on guys, linebackers. Dear God, I just watch you know, I, I remember watching them uh last night, and he was took a took a linebacker for a ride. He climbed to the second level and just kind of washed the guy a good four, five, almost seven yards upfield. He nearly blocked him out of the uh out of the out of the camera angle. And it was so crazy, just kind of like the the movie uh, blindside, where he just kept blocking the guy, you know, out of the out of the frame. And it's like that type of situation with this guy. So I think one thing I've noticed with the offensive line um offers is that they're they're looking for physicality. They're looking for physical, aggressive, tough young men to come in um and, and make some things happen on, on the offensive line and you gotta love that you gotta love it right you need that you need that physicality on the O line so you know shout out to Ronald O'Connell can't can't wait to see him in, in that in that Clemson Tiger Orange uh you know next fall where he'll be, he'll be he'll be a freshman you know new to the campus and everything and new to a uh, to to a college weight room and like I say he's about 272 275 uh, he's absolutely gonna get up to about three three oh five you know, maybe 310 just depends on how much muscle, mass, and how much stronger he feels like he needs to get. But, uh, you know, this is a talented kid. And, you know, this offensive line is already shaping up. you know, for 2023 season to to look good. And it's not – I don't think that they're going to have many departures for the NFL, um, you know, so, like, you know, just bringing these young guys in where they can learn from. The veterans will be big. But, guys, listen, thank y'all for tapping in with me uh, on this happy Friday. I appreciate all the love and support. You know, as always, go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episodes soon as it, it is available. Uh, thank y'all for making lockdown On Clemson your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday, whenever. You know, we get whenever I drop these episodes. I appreciate all the love and support, not just being my Clemson Tiger family, but being my every single dayers. I love y'all and I appreciate y'all. In terms of Monday, we're getting the Happy Monday, man. We're gonna <clears throat> get into more of checking the tape, right? We're gonna check the tape a little more, man. And I'm, I'm gonna get into Phil Maffa, the running back, right? You know I'm, I'm gonna get into him, and uh, and I'm, I'm you know, eventually I'm, I'm, I'm gonna talk about getting the tape for Will Shipley too. But I've watched him a little bit already. You know, already I can already speak to his game a little bit. But I want to really tap into Phil Malfon, what he brings to this offense, um, size, everything, you know, his, his physical frame and whatnot. So uh, tap in for that. And, of course, you stand on the prowl with the recruiting and, and, and keeping an eyes on these um commitments any commitments that happen if any commitments take place between now and monday i'll definitely be here uh you know on monday on monday to drop it and let you know all right guys but as always in terms of twitter you can find and follow me there at dp underscore nfl um you know talk to me because i talk back and as always come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the locked on podcast network your team every